Hello, Rebellious Visionaries, and welcome to the Root Work Podcast, where we're digging deeper to get to the root of financial success and failure. You're about to listen to conversations between two real sisters who are still growing and sharing their journey with you. Join us as we normalize difficult conversations around money and discover how we can use the power of talking about it to grow from and support each other so we can have the confidence to choose the life we envision. Oh my God. Oh my goodness, hold on. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah, where are you? I'm just getting back to um I'm home now. You hear me? I'm cracking up because of mommy text. What did mommy say? <laughs> Go look at Like, come this out with my hair done. It is the picture. I'm thinking, nobody trying to be funny, but mommy is not playing. She, <laughs> all I could do is burst out laughing. Like, oh my goodness. Why do you? I know mommy got a sense of humor, but she's serious about that hairstyle. <laughs> Why do you always start these podcasts off like this? Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. Thanks. <laughs> For those of y'all who are wondering what the hairstyle is, I might have to post a picture on my social media page, but it's Whoopi Goldberg. No shade to Whoopi. No shade to Whoopi. We love Whoopi. Does she have love? Wait. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. No, we're not. We're not going to do that because, you know, I ain't trying nothing out there against Whoopi. <laughs> but, Mom, no. Who child? <laughs> Right. That was fun. <laughs> okay, you settle down. You ready? <laughs> I'm good. I'm sorry. I, I see nice. we are Kim Ski in the place to be. That's how you right. came in today. Uh, last week was Kim Kim. Uh, the previous week was Kim Williamed, for those who are keeping up. Um, today she is Kim Ski. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so... <clears throat> I really hate that the, the the recordings are only once a week because I be needing to talk to you more than that. Right. I mean, like we can really talk though. <laughs> and also, I be needing to listen to the podcast, like re-listen to the podcast more frequently. Than that I be like, dang, I gotta wait a whole week for the next episode. Right. Because this is my favorite podcast. Um, <laughs> um. No, seriously. Yesterday, yesterday was a lot for me I know last week we came in and you were coming off of uh, a lot and yeah I guess it was my turn um and the thing is one of the things I, I, I have to take away from it is I noticed that I had a habit of burying myself in work to try to push past the problem right um, under the like the guise of productivity so when I am feeling stressed uh, or triggered I will try to distract myself from the real issue by working working and that's pretty much what got me through all these years of some pretty traumatic life events is I could throw myself into work. I could work overtime. I could work 13 hour days. I could work, you know, I volunteer crazy amount of time because the amount of labor I was putting in wasn't giving me a beat to really 
acknowledge what was happening in my personal life. Right. And, um, and that carried me for a really long time, but I'm trying to do things different. And, um, I, I really didn't really pay attention to it until yesterday. Um, and, and the thing about doing that is of course it, you, when you're really trying to avoid something, you don't really full up as your your full self. So you're not able to really be as productive as you want to be. You're not able to be as focused as you want to be. Your mood and your temperament might be different. And so you may respond to your colleagues or your customers or your um, your family members differently. Right. And all yeah. that eventually affects your finances because, it, you know, if you lash out at work because <laughs> you because you got something going on <laughs> yeah you could end up in you HR. <laughs> so, right. um for me yesterday I was trying to distract myself um I hadn't been sleeping and um and I so I was running off of no sleep which already makes you slightly irritable and, and hard to really think but I'm like do what I normally do go to Barnes and Noble I'm gonna work I'm gonna pull myself out of my normal home environment where it's easily for me to be distracted and I'm gonna work in the place where I get the most done Barnes and Noble so if I'm gonna get something done it's gonna be there and right. I could not get anything done in fact I um found myself like crying on and off while I'm there in Barnes and Noble and I'm like okay, gather yourself, girl. I'm listening to the motivational messages. I'm listening to gospel music. I'm listening to some sermons. I'm listening to whatever I think can feed me to, to mm-hmm. move me past this place because I'm trying to work. I'm going to get something. I'm determined to get something done. And I, I did this for uh, probably about four hours. I tried to fight the need to like stop. And then right. finally I was just like, you're not getting anything done. Just get up pack my things up and I went to sit I went to go look for a body of water is very therapeutic to me very soothing to me and yeah. um I could tell it looked like it wasn't quite warm enough to sit on the, on the sand at the beach it looked like it was might gonna rain so I went for a walk and found this um beautiful lake under and there was like a bridge and which normally I wouldn't be interested in sitting under a bridge but it was about to rain so I sat under there for a while and I thought to myself First of all, um, if I was working a nine to five job, I would not have had the luxury of technically right clocking out to do this. And I had to take a moment. Yes. (laughs) To be grateful that even though I fought it for a while, the moment I recognized that this is not serving me, I need to check out. I need to give myself permission to recharge, you know, recalibrate my energy and take care of me, I could just close my laptop and go do what I needed to do. Right. And um, and then that forced me to look at what I was doing, though, which was ignoring um, my emotional needs in favor mm-hmm. of the, the illusion of productivity. And um, I just wanted to make a mental note of that because although I know not to do that. It's still something like I, yesterday I, I said to myself, this is work. Healing is hard. Yes. It is work. It is wow. hard. And, and what makes it hard isn't really the work as much as it is the determination, like not to quit, like not right. to give up on myself. It was like, I, something inside of me was kind of like, oh, it will be easier just to just go do things the way you used to. 
right. to, to throw yourself into this work, to become numb. And I was listening to this sermon by uh, Sarah Jakes, and she was talking about sensitivity not being um, a a problem. That problem wasn't the word, but kind of like you feel like it's um, a liability that mm-hmm. it's an asset and sometimes you re- you resent it. And I've said this to you before, I'm a highly empathic person. I always have been. And which, which is why I love coaching because I can um, sense things in people. I understand what's happening with them emotionally, the things that they're not saying, right. and, and which is good. That's, that's a trait I, I believe a lot of therapists probably have as well. Um, but sometimes that can be overwhelming where I feel like mm-hmm. I have everyone's emotions, everyone's stuff. And I don't have any space to process my own. And it can feel like such a burden to feel everything all the time. And sometimes you feel guilty to, that <laughs> you are feeling these feelings. And and because we teach ourselves, you know, millionaire mindset and, and how to think positively. So when you're actually processing what that feeling is it seems negative so I can't I can't let this thought be here I gotta act like it's not here that's what I was dealing with two weeks ago and I'm like wait a minute I'm really feeling what I'm feeling I need to share that I'm feeling this and then I can deal with it but yeah that is um that guilt of actually saying hey I'm here too I'm dealing with everybody else when they're there I'm not supposed to be the one dealing with this too so yeah Yes, exactly. That, that shame of, and this goes back to what I said before about like knowing what to do with your finances, but then not making the the decisions like that An extra layer of guilt of actually knowing what to do and then not right doing it. That adds that extra kind of shame. And some of the shame isn't like not doing it in your own life, but like, for example, you know, sometimes I'll have people who reach out to me because they need they need me as a friend emotionally or whatever they're going through. But I personally am in a season of overwhelm, like or a period of overwhelm. And in the past, I would turn my emotions off to show up for them. I I have had people call me when I was boohoo, ugly, crying, literally in the shower. And they call me and I could hear in their voice that something's wrong. They not said anything is wrong, but I just know. And I will turn my emotions off so they don't sense anything wrong with me so that they will feel comfortable sharing with me. And it's, it's, the thing is, I want to be that person for people. I want to be the person that people feel comfortable to, comfortable coming to, to talk to through their problems with, that's one of the reasons why I'm a financial coach because I people feel comfortable talking to me about their deepest, most vulnerable place, which is often their relationship with money. And but at the same time, I had no boundaries. Right. I didn't have boundaries around being able to say to be able to tell someone, I'm sorry, I can't show up for you because I felt guilty that I could be there for them. I could help them. And I was choosing not to. It felt wrong to choose myself. Right. All those, all those times. So, you know, that's been kind of like my battle is, you know, Young Rich and Rooted is a financial coaching company who is aiming to help women who have the audacity to want more choices in life. But the greatest choice that I've struggled with taking, and I imagine that a lot of women do, is choosing themselves. Right. And what I've learned, even in going through my healing process, is that you're not taken away from the people. You're actually taken away. I was taken away from my children when I wasn't 
putting me first. And it and and so there was a season where they really lost me because I had lost myself. But had I set boundaries up, not tried to be everything for everybody, um, actually knew when I needed breaks, actually called out for help when I needed it, instead of trying to carry everything by myself as a single mom, it would have made it me more available than when I really shut down. When I shut down, and they didn't have me at all. So when we when we do those things to build ourselves up, and it seems like we're taking away, we're ultimately providing them a better version of ourselves so that we can mm-hmm. never not be available for them in the way that they really need us. So when we think mm-hmm. about it like that, I can't be weak and you're weak. You know, <laughs> and when you're on the airline, save yourself first so you can save other people. Don't, don't constantly, you run into, I always say that about relationships, two people depleted trying to um, be together is horrible because no one can be there for each other. If you're coming to a relationship empty and that person is empty, that is just two empty people trying to help each other. Ain't nobody helping nobody. So, right. And it's so funny you say that because that, that uh, illustration of, you know, in the airline where they tell you to put your mask on first is, is, is something that I explain to clients all the time about their finances. It's like, and, and this is something that I had to learn for myself. Um, is superhero syndrome is heavy in our in our blood where we want to save the day we want to help everybody that's just how we move right. and so we de- we never learned that with boundaries so it's something I had to learn the hard way is how can you help somebody else on empty and it's not just emotionally but financially where I would literally give where I didn't know how I was going to eat now mm-hmm. and I would never I never let someone know that I was giving them way past my last that right. what I was giving them was not just all that I had, but it was more than what I had. I was borrowing to pay, you know, to be able to help them. And then putting me in a position where for a longer period of time, I cannot help them ever again. And it's like, if you really want to help those around you, the best thing you can do for others is be in the most stable place possible so you can help them forever without, this is why they say you should give from your overflow. Because if you give from your overflow, you always are full. You always have capacity to give. Right. And that's not just you know, with your money, but with your emotions. And so this whole year has been work to make sure I have to like constantly check. I feel good. I feel loved. I feel happy. But am I feeling that way because I feel happy or am I feeling that way because someone else is filling me up? Right. Right. Because if I don't. I'm going to be, if, if, if for some reason that person cannot show up for me in the way they right. have been because right. they've had a death in the family and they need to check out because they, or, or the relationship ends or someone passes away or whatever it is that I'm empty because I've depended on this person to fill me up. And now the other people who were depending on me to give, because remember I was giving while I was receiving right now, I can't give anymore because the person who was filling me up isn't filling me up anymore. And it was never their responsibility. It was mine. So it's like, you know, I have to make a conscious effort to remember that even when I am in a good space to check, to take inventory of if I am feeding myself, am I pouring into myself? Am I doing the work to make sure that my thoughts are serving me and that my happiness is connected to my state of well-being? Or is it because the business is going well? 
Right. Or because I'm in a good relationship or because like, what's the thing, right? Is it that's because so funny. of me? Not to cut you off, but that's so funny because I'm learning that process with money right now. Am I okay, even though I don't see it right now? And so I had to find peace. I've always had my security in a job. I've always, and so I literally had to, my whole emotion, even with trading and things like that, my whole emotional um bank or whatever my whatever that thing that we attach to money and our happiness and how we feel that day because the money is good like I am in camp with my emotions being attached to where I am financially and in order for me to understand that money is just a tool it's a great tool it's used to solve so many problems but who am I even when I don't have it at the moment am I still who I believe I am to be and that has basically been my confidence builder right now to realize I have had much and I have had nothing. And when God had got me, when I got um, confident in that I am who I am with it or without it, now I can use it properly. Now I'm not attaching who I am just to a dollar. And so mm-hmm. that has been a major, this, that, this, this lesson I'm in, like that's been a major lesson that God is showing me that, listen, I want you to know that everything you are, it's already within you. And when you get this tool money, when it comes in overflow, like I've been showing you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make you no better or no less than where you are right now. And that's the same thing in relationships. If a person in my life and they build you up, they encourage you, but Am I that now, even if they're not here? Um, yesterday, someone said, you, you know, talking you, you, about me and, and their comp or what they noticed about me. And I said, I thank you for saying that. And I thank you even more because I actually believe that. Like, so it's one thing when someone's telling you who you are, and you don't really know it. And so you just like fall all over because, oh, they said this, they said that. But when you actually can connect with what they see in you, it, it feels different. It feels like even if you've never seen that, I, I still know who I am now. But that takes working and building up your confidence and and knowing who you are and going through those times where you're questioning who you are. So, yeah, that's um that's really important to, you to understand. You said something so that just made my spirit settle in such peace. It's... Aww almost like you know I keep saying like this season is even though like when you go through hardship you never think of it like a gift but I feel instinctively that the whole point of the reset was to give me an opportunity to like document what I'm thinking and feeling so that I could serve the community better but also I think it is a it's giving me an opportunity to truly heal and not just kind of like you know paint over or band-aid a problem right and mm-hmm. what I what I sensed when you said that was that God needs for me to know that even without it so that I'm not attaching my value like right. like hon you're gonna be a multimillionaire. you're gonna be impacting the world right. and I don't want at any point for you to think that your value is because of your monetary success right you were valuable when you had nothing you were valuable when you had nobody you were valuable when you had no job you were valuable at the beginning of your business before it got big you were valuable when no one under when no one understood your vision you were valuable then and so that way when you get into that space where you are 
an abundance where you have yes. an unusual amount of wealth and relationships and all this stuff that you dreamed of or coming to fruition, mm-hmm. you remain rooted that you remain right. grounded in who you right. are because you know that I am not amazing because of this. Right. This is in addition to what I have at the core, at the root of me. And then that takes a lot of pressure off of your business being successful, a lot mm-hmm. of pressure off of your relationships being successful, your friendships being successful, you being attacked. There are so many people who define themselves by their jobs. You ask them, so tell me about yourself. And the first thing they say is, I'm a, um, I'm an IT specialist. I'm right. a, um, well, you know, I do logistics. I'm a, but I asked you to tell me about your, like, who, who are you? Who are you? Who are right. you? Because we have gained our identity from, you know, our accomplishments, our careers. And, right. and when any of those things are threatened, we start to feel a little bit you know, disheveled because now who are we? So if I'm a wife, if I'm a mother and any of those things change, you feel a little disheveled. Oh, I'm I'm a a six figure earner. And then if you have the pandemic happen and you lose your job or you lose your, or your your company goes under, you don't know who you are anymore. And so it's like, you've got to get to a place where you not only know who you are, that you are happy with who you are and not just who you are right now, but you know who you're going to be. Right. That you, that you can see yourself beyond this point in time. And that vision is so clear and so fulfilling that you are unbothered by the present circumstances because yeah. you know they're temporary. You know they're yeah. temporary. And it's just a matter of doing the work. And so I kind of needed that moment yesterday to kind of like, I, you know, to, to stop the cycle of worrying about the future. Yeah, every little detail because I'm an atypical person. <laughs> I'm an Aquarius right, right. to uh to fall, and I I needed to take a minute to go. Okay, what do you need? What do you really need? Do you just need a a minute to just be a person? Mm-hmm. And that's what I needed yesterday. I just needed a moment to to be a person. I need to be able to to tell people. I need a I I need a moment. And, right. and it's not personal and to honor a boundary that I, I needed for myself to, you know what I mean? And as opposed to just pretending like everything is okay. And that's what um, I was feeling yesterday. And I just kind of wanted to share that because I know that there are other women who just push through, who just hold their breath quite literally right. and just power through the day. Power through the day and cry themselves to sleep and feeling discouraged, not realizing what they did that day was enough. Um, mm. That's what I heard on Sunday was about resting. And I literally had to learn that I am doing what I know to do. I have to learn to sit back and let the seeds I've sown, let things sit in, soak in and see what comes out of my due diligence. And I promise you on Sunday, uh, opportunity came to me that I wasn't even looking for, but it was the day I heard about rest and Tyrone just popped up. Tyrone just popped up at the house. You know, don't nobody be popping up at our houses, right? <laughs> he just <laughs> we popped don't do up pop-ups. at the house and he literally connected me with someone that has, that actually helped me figure out something. And it was crazy how he just showed up and because I've been sharing some things with him, he just, oh, let me give you this, this person's number. And I'm like, yo, and I, I literally called him yesterday and cried. I said, you don't even understand how 
you just because of the person he is in the world, people want to give him favor. People show him. So just because our brother is just so amazing, everybody loves Tyrone, right? He mm -hmm. finds connections that's just crazy. And it was like that day I was like, God was just like, just rest. Like you're trying to like, just relax, relax, rest, enjoy Sundays. Don't trade on Sundays. Just And I promise you, it was just a manifestation of being obedient and understanding I'm on a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. Don't get so sidetracked off of everyone's great stories and know that this process I'm on, I'm on it with God. And he has a day that he has released for me to walk into that, which I am believing for. So I'm in it already. I'm already walking in a manifestation manifestation of it. I'm already able to be available for my children. You know what I'm saying? I'm already able to determine the schedule for my day. You know, I'm already doing those things in the in, in that I desire to do. And if I embrace it and don't look at what I don't have and understand that today I ate, today I have a place to live. I have my daily bread. And until the overflow and everything that I know he showed me, that what he showed me is just so I can have peace and excitement and continue to be diligent in the work. But it just because I don't see it right now, in my spirit, I have connected with it being done already. And so that's that wasn't ha that didn't happen overnight. Girl, I you know, know <laughs> go ahead. You know what's so crazy is that I found that when I fight to work, like I'm going to, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to push myself. Right. I get a lot less done than when I just honor my body and rest. And then I get up and I'm like, all of a sudden, like my creative juices are flowing and I can just bang out like, man, I did. I don't know why I fought this sleep. I don't know why I fought this pause. Why well, I didn't first wanna... of all, I admire your, your, like your pr productivity is my, is my, um, energy button like I'm like yo Betty just put out books and blah blah like <laughs> it's good to know the story that even even what we see we don't know the whole story behind it so although it, it's been a burden for you to balance that you still are shedding light on people to get to work you know I'll be like dang see? girl I gotta write a notebook or something like <laughs> But yeah, I am definitely like you are my motivator when it comes to actually from vision to to final product. I am so proud of you on Thank on how you but definitely take it. Thank you, know. you so much. You know, yeah. it's been it's been the some of the things that I have created has been off the backs of the rest though. So like there have been times where you're like, come on, um, B, let's go to a comedy show. And I'm like, I really need to work on this X, Y, Z. I really need to work on this X, Y, Z. And I really don't want to go. And then I end up like when we went to DC a couple of weekends ago, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll up to it. I just had so much on my plate. My brain right. was just on one thousand. I just, I was not having rest about the idea of this. Personally, I was sick of packing because I traveled so much right. in the last couple of months. I still had my clothes from the last trip in my bag. True story. And um, and I just was not looking forward to unpacking and repacking again. Right. And just imagine. Then see, this is where visualization, like it can hurt you or can help you. I was envisioning that this was going to be so much work. I was going to have to worry about having my makeup flawless and right. five different times we're going to do 15 different activities and it's going to feel rushed because it's only like a one you know overnight trip and it's right. like drive right. for just an overnight trip this is all the things I was selling myself and then we went and it was one of the most restful 
trips I've been on in a long time. We did a lot of things, but it seemed like time just slowed down for us. We were able to be fully present for our our friend's um, grand opening of her business. Right. Um, um, Shout out to Tony. Um, Tony. (laughs) uh, Thanks to Felicity. Um, Crystal Cafe. <laughs> yes. And um, her her beautiful grand opening at the um, harbor in DC. And yes. then we were able to go celebrate her, her birthday party after that, which was like, we're going to do a birthday party and then go back <laughs> to the hotel. And then we we're like, y'all like, let's go for a walk. Let's go get something to eat. And I really wanted right. to stay in the room. And you was like, come on, let's go out for a walk. And it was such a perfect a night day. walk in DC. And we just sat outside on the, you know, the they have, you know, all these beautiful sidewalk dinings now through the COVID things, um, COVID. And right. um, and we sat right. outside having and it was just so relaxing. And we came back and I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel I felt like I had we had so much fun um dancing and learning the um the I can't think of the Caribbean line dance um, song now, but we had so much I'm fun like, just enjoying it. sisterhood and just laughing right. and talking about different things. And then the next morning, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm going to oversleep. I'm not going to be on my normal morning routine. I still woke right. up early. I got my journaling in. I got work done. And Too early, early but like- anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um. I feel I didn't have like the productivity anxiety that I had. I normally have right. when I don't get some work done. I start to feel a little anxious from being unproductive. But I, right. I said to myself, like, I'm so glad that y'all made me do this, that y'all made me rest and to because it was an opportunity to see that I can have both. Right. I and can... I sense I that anxiety because I related to the anxiety. And so I kind of wanted to ensure we didn't do I I even said, hey, we don't have to do nothing Saturday night because I don't I know that anxiety where it can take you. And so when I kind of heard in your voice, I end up like, listen, we ain't got to do a bunch. And Robin was on the same page. Tanya always down for whatever. And it just like that's we need to be sensitive to each other's needs and mm. where we are. And I think that had been like, I know what that feels like. That's why I'm. I live off a of, look, don't sweat nothing. If you don't feel like doing it, don't. Because I know that bondage. Be free to say no. And, and it's okay. And then no. And then for me, you push me a lot. And when you don't always have to say no, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, it, you know, so it, it's always about being sensitive to each other. We need I that. I love that. To be sensitive yeah. to each other. But to be sensitive to each other needs, that requires you to be observant in the first place. Exactly. We can be so caught up in what we're experiencing or what we want to do that we don't pay attention to the clues. And this is one of the reasons why, one of the biggest reasons I see people get into a lot of financial strain is Mm -hmm. like they will be so tone deaf to what their friends or family members are going through. They're like, my birthday's coming up. I'm going to this big extravagant party. You know, I hope you could come. You ain't come last year. And then not even noticing that they, the last couple of times y'all went to eat, they ordered a salad, right? They that there seems to be some sort of financial strain going on mm-hmm. and, and maybe this isn't the best time for them to do that. And it doesn't mean that you have to dim what your plans are for them, but that awareness allows you to know how to approach them in a way that helps them choose what's best for them. Right. That helps them right. not feel bad. There have been times where you're like, Hey, I want to do such and such. No pressure. If you don't want to go, I'm going anyway. Yes. I just want to extend the invitation. And right. it's such a, 
freeing way to give someone to let them know I'm not excluding you, but also right. I'm not gonna have hard feelings if you can't come. Exactly. I'm going regardless. I'm not gonna feel bad. Don't worry about me being sad. Right. I'm gonna be good all by myself. I know how to hang with myself. <laughs> and like it. those are the things where becoming better sisterhood is having paying attention. Um having more awareness of what they need and finding ways to communicate that it's safe for them right. to choose what they need. Exactly. I love that. I really love that. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for always making it safe for me to do what I need. And um, this has been uh, a very roller coaster of a week, but at the end of it, <laughs> always feel enormous amounts of gratitude because I don't take the lessons for granted especially the lessons that I get to share with our audience so thank you for calling me today thank you for always starting our podcast with um a giggle (laughs) what's a phone call without it they really have no idea how completely random how much more random we could get (laughs) in this podcast but I appreciate you um I want to remind our audience that um, to keep doing the root work, keep getting to the root of what is help making you make the decisions that you're making in your life that are affecting your finances. When you work on the root, the fruit will take care of the self. I'm still growing. And I am too. But keep doing the root work until next week. Talk to you later. Bye. The world belong to you. The world belong to you. The world belong to you.